Think about it. Everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on Uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white bread land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? Are you out there? Are you listening? Much love, fam. God bless you all. Man, it is already Friday. Holy cow. What a week. What an amazing week of amazing guests. And we have another one here for you guys today, so stand by for that. You're looking live at the foxhole.app. That's right, the foxhole.app. It is our home for independent uh, citizen journalists who just want to bring the stories of great patriots like all of you guys out there, as well as the great patriots that have, we've had the honor of having on our show this week. Just what an amazing week. And uh, a special thank you to the mods behind the scene, Texas Girl, Polly D., uh, Amy Joe and the rest of you for uh, helping us this week with an amazing week. We could not have done this without you. Dawn, thank you for all you have done, getting great guest book and all the things you've been doing behind the scenes. Uh, the Foxhole.app is what you're looking at. Check it out. It's awesome. Help spread the word. Do me a favor. D- buy, Cut and paste the link into your social media. Tell people to check us out. Help spread the word. Help, pe- help people find us and, and get the stories out there that no one else is really talking about in the world. Finally, you can check out the website. It's finally revamped and almost done. All of the spot, the podcasts that we are on, Spotify, Podbeam, iHeart, Stitcher, every single one of them. Just search Brothers Uncensored. You'll be able to find us. Uh, if you want to find out uh, previous show content, such as the uh, yesterday's show or previous shows, you can find those there as well. What in a great, great week with uh, Michael Yan yesterday was just amazing, and, and Joe Flynn was on fire. Just a lot of great stuff from those guys. These are the platforms. Uh, Foxhole, Twitch, YouTube hates us. Screw them. DLive, uh, CloudHub, Tiger Network are all the pl- different platforms you can find us. You can find the links of, of show content from the day there as well. Finally, if you want to help us keep the lights on, help me get out of the red and get into the green, uh, finally. Uh, cash up, Patreon, PayPal. Just scroll down there. Click on those. If you become a Patreon, you can get access to our private Discord, and you can see what's happening behind the scenes, what's upcoming, what we're talking about, and you can help us with show content and help us uh, get the words out there from around the world, such as we have seen from Australia, United Kingdom, uh, <laughs> Europe, uh, Africa. We have, we've had people from everywhere c- contact us and let us know what's going on in the world. It's an amazing time to be alive. And thanks to great patriots like the one we have today, um, it's, uh, it's people that are standing up and saying, we can't have this anymore. We must stand up for our children. And that's what we have today. Joe, let me get you in, in here. We'll welcome Car- Car- Clarice to the show today. Awesome. Yeah. It's like you said, man, it's Friday first and foremost. So happy Friday to everybody out there. I see everybody in Foxhole and in D live, uh, daddy crab fly free freedoms, not free Dolphin ADHD podcast. Good to see you out there, brother. OG Wiz, Kimberly Watson, Patricia Kaiser. Good to see you diamond deuce and many more. Uh, as you said, uh, we are excited to have our guests today. 
uh, keepingkidsinschool.com with Clarice. Clarice, hi, how are you doing today? Thank you for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I, I really can't wait to share the story. I'm really looking forward to having it. And it's, um, you know, you've just recently, you've really started to blow up. You've, you've, you've uh, raised some eyebrows with the right people, which I think is awesome. And, uh, you know, people like you that have finally just said, you know what, enough, I got to stand up and I got to, somebody has to do something instead of just uh, whining about it. And it's because of people like you that we are, that we, you know, we are going to be great as we go forward as a country, no matter what, here's the website keepingkidsinschool.com as Joe said you can go to the website you can find out what their movement is you can find out what they're trying to do basically they are a bipartisan diverse multi-county community of thousands of parents grandparents and caregivers in Pennsylvania who are fighting for our children not to become the forgotten generation we hope it's not too late we've already lost two generations let's not lose another we believe that a full return five days a week in-person instruction is a choice for families that is essential for our kids just a basic common sense statement kids in schools is better for the kids does that matter to anyone these days? It's start, we're starting to wonder. Here's the mission. You can go to the missions page here and click on that, and you can see that there is template emails, data you can use to help support your cause, ways to help empower parents, which is really the goal of what we are trying to do as part of the Tea Party. We want to empower parents to be able to make the correct choices for their children. It's There's too many school administrators who believe that parents are stupid and not engaged, and they don't care what their, kid, what their kids are doing in school. That is just simply inaccurate. The truth is, is parents are very concerned about what's going on with their children's future, and we need to empower them. The way that you empower them is by getting involved. And our guest today has said, you know what, I can't stand around anymore and say, man, I I, I just can't type post on Twitter or I can't type post on Facebook and complain about the issues. I have to do something. Clarice, tell us a little bit about the mission. How did it get started? What At what point was there a trigger where it said, I, you personally felt the need that you had to do something. So uh, I will start by saying that I never thought that it would evolve into something like this. Uh, it started out with a simple email to my school board uh, and my superintendent asking, you know, why they were not following the science. The science said that we could open at least on a part-time basis and we decided to stay closed. And that is where the alarms really started going off for me. Um, I do have a little bit of a political background. So I thought, my goodness, we've been told for the past few months um, that we should follow the science. And now here's the science. Here is the numbers. And the numbers are saying to at least at very bare minimum open on a part-time basis. So we... uh, so I started just sending emails solely just by myself and then uh, really didn't get a lot of response. Uh, only one uh, school board member actually responded back to me. Big and surprise. so I started collecting more parents and sending more emails. Um, and, and from there still hardly any response. And then we turned it into holding some rallies Um and having some media, and they were still closed, and they were still closed, and now, you know, over a year time, 
closed with millions and billions of dollars in the bank, no choice for parents. Uh, you know, we truly mean it. When we say choice, you know, if your child does better in virtual learning, by all means, stay virtual. But for the children that need in-person education to succeed, the science, the CDC, all the numbers that we've been conditioned to follow says that we should return. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, there you go, Abe. Go it's, ahead, brother. It's really a basic uh, concept, um, and a basic science concept. A hypothesis is that that children don't spread the virus to parents. Studies have proven that children don't spread the virus to their parents. There are plenty of, of studies all around the world that have shown uh, where schools have been kept open, they do not have higher uh, fatality rates or infection rates, um, especially spread between children and, and, and adults. I, I, have, I, I can get you uh, Dutch and German and French studies uh, as well as uh, there was one other study, it might have been Indian study, um, that show this is the basic of science. So what is the motivation to ignore CDC recommendations, parents' needs, the basic science that proves that, that COVID is, is not deadly among children. It's, it's a, I mean, it's still there. We're not, we're, not, we're not denying that COVID is a problem. We're, what we're saying is, is that the science doesn't show that, is, that it goes from children to adult. What is their motivation if the science and CDC and everybody is telling them we need our kids back in school? What's, what, I'm trying to understand their mindset. Right. So uh, I've tried for nearly a year now to figure it out. Um, and there's two things that I have come up with. So money, money grab, right? Now we've seen, we have seen billions of dollars being poured into school districts. Um, and we also, I, I really, I really mean this. Power is a drug. And the unions have found power in keeping the schools closed, power that they just do, they just aren't willing to give up. And, and it's, it's, it's really sad for our children. The most vulnerable of our society is our children. And for them to be stuck in between money grabs and a power play is totally unfair and it's unjust to them. What will our country look like with children who don't succeed well in virtual learning? They just miss this time. This time can never, proms and graduations can never be made up. Never. No, they can't. And, and nor can uh, learning essentials that children need to become successful once they move into high school and move into real life. An argument can be made that the school system as it exists doesn't do a very good job of that already. How do you how do you address somebody like me who says putting kids in public schools is actually probably more harmful to them than um, other alternative ways of learning? How do you what? How would you address that to me? So I I think that. I mean, I've always been an advocate for public schools. I, I have to, I have to tell you that, right? I always have been. Um, I thought that it was, it's great for children to go in and experience, you know, all kinds of walks of life that, 
you know, that public schools can offer, right? Maybe some, maybe a child comes from, you know, a home that has a little bit more money and, and, and they get to be best friends with a child that doesn't have as much money. That's, that's a great, that's great for them to learn. But I really believe that if we step up and we start to go to local elections and participate in local elections and knowing our candidates and putting up good candidates on the ballot, that maybe we should, maybe we can change what the public school system looks like. Yeah. Now we can, and we can do that by empowering parents to make decisions. Yeah. And that's, that's the foundation of what you and thousands of parents are doing. And it's an example of what we can do. It's an example of what anyone can do. What is, what is the mission? What is the goal of keeping kids in school pack? So there, we have two missions. So it's really, we've been working with New York and California and Oregon. We've been working with many, many different states. When I say thousands of parents, I mean, it's, it's overwhelming to really encourage parents to start these groups, step up, have a voice, let, you know, let the school districts know that number one, we are taxpayers and it's important to, you know, you are, you are a public entity funded by taxpayers. So don't forget that. Um, so, you know, really giving a voice for the parents, number one, but number two, we, st- we created this political action committee where we, um, we are endorsing over 90 candidates throughout the state of Pennsylvania. We do hope, uh, to expand to more of a federal political action committee where we put candidates up that will put our children first, not the union, right? There's no one, and this is extremely important to note, there is no one at the decision-making table or the voice is not loud enough for our children, right? The union is the one being heard. Anytime we turn on the TV, the next thing we hear is the union demands to keep the schools closed. And it's really important that we, our children, us as taxpayers, even if you don't have a child in the school system, you're paying for a child in the school system. And it's so important that we stand up and we start putting these candidates up that stand for our children, for, for their well-being. I mean, I'll tell you numbers that are on the rise Numbers that are on the rise while COVID numbers are dropping, numbers on the rise are suicide, anxiety, depression, feelings of isolation. Um, You know, what about child abuse? Uh, Teachers are our number one mandated reporters. Where, what, what, the, the child abuse, I mean, this is, school is so much more for many children than just education. It can be shelter. It can be food. It can be you know, where that child that day gets love. So keeping kids in school is really, we, we, we are really focusing in the state of Pennsylvania on getting these candidates across the finish line that will be a voice for our children. But where we really find success is, is getting other states and other parents stepping up and saying, how can we do what you're doing? And, and really making this a national movement for our children. They need us. 
I love it. And I want to get Joe in here for some comments and a question. I, I want to I want to show everyone again the website and here's what you can do. You can go over here, you can get you can get your school board on board with this pack. You can get template emails of how to how to send emails to different versions of of depending on what your child is 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 up to right now. Um, data to support your cause, ideas and actual information to help empower parents. It is a great website just for parents to look into and and say look here here's the science here's the words here here's the data here here's everything you need to be empowered now just use that empowerment to to um to make a stand for our children and, and it's it, it takes a special person like yourself to do that and many others that are all around the country are really just fed up with the, with the garbage um, you have a list of candidates here, and I just want to touch on this page here. Uh, you have candidates for each county uh, in each school district and a breakdown of, of, of who is standing up uh, for, for the kids and wants to actually affect change for the better, irregardless of political party. Th- that argument of irregardless of political party is an important one that I want to touch on here in a moment, but I want to get my bro in here uh, before we get into to more about the pack and the, and the goals of the pack. Go ahead, Joe. Oh yeah, it's it just been uh, great to be listening to you so far, Clarice. Um, you know, there's so many things that I want to ask you about. I'm not even sure where to even start, but let's kind of go back to the beginning a little bit, I guess, because we kind of discussed pre-show about one of the things that we discuss on our show here and what we, you know, preach, I guess, more or less, is about getting involved any way you can possibly. It doesn't matter. I mean, like you don't have to, you know, go for Senate or Congress even just getting involved in your school board is super important. Can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, really getting involved and, you know, even running for a seat, you don't have to do that. Uh, There's so many things there's, you know, so many envelopes that need to be stuffed and there's so many doors that need to be knocked. Even if it was, you know, 10 doors that, that you would, that you would step up for a candidate that, you know, supports your cause. Um, you know, it's just so important that we really rally the troops and start changing, um, the, the face. I mean, for me, the, I'm scared the face of education will forever be changed. So for me, that's where I focus, but you know, it's, it's very easy, you know, getting a hold of whatever party, um, you, you know, leader is in your area and saying, how can I help? And they will gladly put you to work because there are so many things, um, just silly things. Even if it's clicking a button to send out mass text messages, it's needed, you know, boots on the ground are needed. And, and we have to, we have to walk away from social media and where we complain on social media so often take that frustration and put it into production. And, and that's where I feel like we'll see so much change. Exactly. I completely agree with you. Thank you so much, Clarice. Appreciate that. Back to you, a brother. Go ahead. Yeah. And uh, Clarice's name is Clarice Schillinger. She is the several are asking uh, how they can get a hold of you and stuff. Uh, Clarice and Schillinger. You know, even running for a seat, you don't have to do that. Uh, okay. There's so many Sorry, I was having a problem with uh, one of the streams. I got that fixed. All right, uh, Foxwell, you guys are good. Just hit the refresh. Uh, Clarice Sillinger, chairperson of Keeping Kids in School Pack, uh, is is the our guest today. And basically, she's uh, just one of many uh, parents that are just fed up and, and just want to do something about it. Um, the, these candidates, 
how are you going about vetting candidates and finding candidates and uh, then then getting them involved? Uh, give it, give us an example of a candidate who has stepped up and said, "I want to I want to do something besides just uh, talk." <laughs> what what uh, what's an example of how you can help somebody who wants to get involved? Right. So. Uh... A lot of times our candidates organically come to us, uh, you know, with podcasts and shows like this that I, that I join and they send us an email um, to it's uh, info at keepingkidsinschool.com. They send an email that they're interested and we send a questionnaire. Um, The questionnaire is, is in detail. You know, we ask, we ask about 20 questions and then we do an interview with the candidates um, our, you know, we have a, a board that, and I will mention that we are completely volunteer. We do not make one single dime on this, but we interview uh, these candidates and and uh, go through pre- a pretty long process uh, before they get our endorsement. But then, you know, that list that you're talking about on on our website. I mean, we started in one school district, one county. And it is just growing so rapidly um, that our days, our volunteer days look like 15 hour days at this point, but we'll do it. I mean, it's, it's our children and, and how can we not um, step up for them? So I'm so gracious to those candidates that are on our website. They have taken their, taken their anger and turned it in to, you know, something so productive that they have, they'll have a voice, a vote at the decision-making table for, for our children. Which is just an amazing concept when you think about it. Now I have experience with uh, poking the union bear, so to speak Uh, in uh, Chicago's teachers union. I was, (laughs) I was a thorn in their sides to say the least. And I felt the reprieve of, what happens when you become a thorn in the side of a, of a union as powerful as the Chicago's teachers union. I'm not going to expand on that, but I know you know what I'm talking about. Anytime you, um, you poke the union bear, there are usually consequences and <laughs> it depends on how, how effective you are is usually how the consequences are. I know you had to have had run-ins or examples of what happens when you poke that bear. Can you give us an example of one, please? So a few, um, and, and to be honest with you, this this example that I'm going to give you just really took me uh, really by surprise. So we were featured in a newspaper article that we started keeping kids in school political action committee, and that we uh, we plan to endorse and candidates who stood for our children and were not bought by the union, and. Uh, one day later, we saw um, from one of our whistleblower teachers an email that was sent to over 15,000 uh, members of the teachers union that said, um, keeping kids in school, Clarice Schillinger and those who associate with her are a bunch of jerks. And um, so we took it, you know, I I, I, I didn't agree with the name calling by any means. Uh, we haven't been doing that, uh, and nor will we stoop to that level. But um, so now I, I would like to ask you both if you would be jerks with us, because now we have called it Just for Jay Educate 
are kids in school. So we've made it an acronym <laughs> um, <laughs> that, you know, so, so, you know, we've experienced the name calling. Um, we've experienced, you know, teach, uh, teachers union president accusing parents that want full-time five-day-a-week in-person education that we just need babysitting, um, which wow. is completely um, not not even close to the truth. We need our children to be educated. What kind of administrator and- <laughs> looks at, at their job as babysitting? I mean, that man needs to be gone. Wait a sec, wait a sec. Before you go any further, I just want to say I want to be involved in the jerks. I want to be a jerk. I want to be a jerk too. I've been yes, called I'm much. In. I'm in. Call I've been in. called much worse than a jerk, and they're probably yes. right. So I, I'm fine with that. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what kind? What kind of administrator uh, looks at his job as as uh, a, you know your babysitting? That is just mind boggling to me. And there, here's the thing: there's no shortage of people like that. There's no shortage of people who who look at it more as a career and a business than they do uh, cultivating the life of a child. And, and it, it's, it's changed so far. It's gone so far from, you know, a caring moms and dads who uh, want to help enrich kids' lives and do whatever it takes to enrich their life and, and not be a regimented, uh, this is how we're going to do things. The foundation of the problem is the unions. I've been, I've been screaming about this for 15 years. If we were to remove... Public sector unions, especially from the school system, the, the school system would go back to accountability. It would go back to competition. It would go back to uh, presenting the, uh, the actual evidence-based education that they keep telling us about. They keep telling us that this, edu- that this uh, uh, evidence-based education is the way to go. The problem is, is they're not using actual evidence. When you go try to search for for uh, stats about school districts, uh, you know, I, I did a deep dive into Detroit because I wanted to see uh, who who our our new uh, education secretary was, Betsy DeVos. I wanted to I wanted to see the stats. I wanted to see the results of what she did, and what she did was nothing short of a miracle in Detroit. It, it is, and all she did was empower parents to put their kids in the type of school that enabled the kid to to succeed. It, the foundation of this is just mind boggling to me that we have to fight. What's best for the children? It's so frustrating, Clarice. It's so frustrating. I wake up almost every day and think to myself, I cannot believe I'm in this situation that I'm fighting for my children to be educated. And I will note, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the uh, FAPE law, it's Free Appropriate Public Education Federal Law. That no, I'm not. Entitles, Tell us about it. It entitles uh, children from, uh, I think it's the ages of 6 to 21, to a free, appropriate public education. And we know now that this virtual environment um, is not appropriate because we have seen the numbers. We've seen the data of the, the failing rates, right? Um, and and how many children are just not even logging in, um, mom and dad are now back to work and they're at home by themselves where mom and dad can't, you know, they, they can't keep these children accountable. And, and it's really troubling, you know, I don't know, um, how far I can suggest this, but 
I truly believe that the fake federal law is being violated with these school closures. I really, truly do. Not giving parents a choice, not giving taxpayers a choice, that's not what America is. Um, well, and we, it's, it's nor, really troubling. Nor are we a, a rule of law country anymore either. So, I mean, you know, they don't really care what, what laws are or might stop them from doing uh, what, whatever they want to do, regardless of who it helps or hurts. It is a crazy world that we're living in. The foundation of what I've always fought for for school reform is competition, uh, accountability, and empowering parents through school choice. The reason why I fight for these things, these three things very strongly is because they are actual solutions that would solve the problems in public school systems and our school systems as a whole. What can what can parents do and what can the candidates do to get us back to some type of accountability and competition back into the school systems? If we can get that at the local level and get more competition brought in and allow parents to say, you know what, the school isn't going to be right for my kid. I need I need to put them over there and I'm willing to to you know find a voucher system that empowers parents to be able to do that. It is their money anyway. Why can't you allow parents to spend that money that is theirs anyway in the best way possible? How how can we what can we do as candidates and people who are have a, a future in uh, you know activism to empower parents to understand that that this is the right solution for the problem? So, um, it's not easy, right? There's it, no. It's not. It, it's not easy, and and where it's such a large. There's such a large issue within our school system many different things. There is so many different like pieces to this puzzle. Yeah. But where I found is the first step to success is getting school board candidates in the seats that are for the children and that are not bought by the union. Right. Yeah. So before we can get anywhere with any topic any, whatever the topic is, whether it's school choice or, or the many other topics that are floating around right now, is we have to get candidates in these seats. We have to get elected officials, yep. not just school board, not just school board, House and Senate and, and all of them that believe our, our children are first and special interest groups are not. I mean, there we can't keep having these votes owned by special interest groups or this madness will continue. Like I said, you know, once we've gone to a place, we will can try to continue to go back there. It's just human nature, right? So I've already seen that they're already talking about what flu will look like next year. Shut down the school. What the next pink eye outbreak, shut down the school, right? So that's where I've been really like focusing. Like if we can get candidates in who put taxpayer and children first, then that's where with like what you were saying is where we can start having some competition, where we can start really trying to, um, you know, be the best we can be. Yeah. That that's where I think maybe things have been lost. 
It's it's not too much to ask. We're just asking for competence, and and you know, I mean, every we're all, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all do things that that uh, that is uh, you know, we wish we could take back or change. But it doesn't matter. What matters is is that we're all have a vision of what's best for the child as point number one. That the first question of any policy of any uh, funding of any anything should be, does it uh, does it improve the child's life? That and we the unions have lost that. Chicago Public Union is a complete and total disgrace and a disaster. It's built off the foundation of Baltimore school system. Baltimore school system can't even get their uh, their their graduated high school kids to read at a fifth grade level. It is it's a disaster that's happening and has been happening for three generations now. We've already lost two generations of kids who are being taught uh, everything besides what they need to succeed in life. And without people, parents and people like you that are stepping up to empower parents, it, it feels hopeless. It, it's, it, it, how do you get through the idea that you're up against, uh, you know, Goliath and, and you're, you're being attacked and, and, and uh, discredited because you're daring to do that and, and the hopelessness that you have to feel as part of it as well. Can you talk just a little bit about what that's like and, and how you focus yourself to still make positive change? Well, who wanted David and Goliath? Clarice. David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So, um, yes, right. Sometimes does it get discouraging, you know, um, when, the, you know, I feel like the union just continuously moves this goalpost you know, it was two weeks to flatten the curve. And then it was um, all teachers need to be ventilated and, you know, or, or, um, ventilated. I'm sorry, I'm mixing two things up. All teachers need to be vaccinated and now we need new ventilation. Um, so, you know, we have this moving goalpost that is really hard to keep up with. Um, and it can be discouraging, but I'm not giving up. And nor do I think any American, any taxpayer, any parent should give up on our future generation. We are going to really need them. You know, they're the ones that are going to be running for elected office in a couple years. You know, they, these are the, these are the children that will be running our country someday. And I just, I just keep over and over thinking in my head that even though I, I am doing this all the other moms that are with me are doing this for literally zero money. We are completely volunteer. We're doing this for the betterment of our country, for the betterment of our children. And I often do think of David and Goliath because uh, many people um, ask me, you know, do, do you fear the union or is there, you know, are you intimidated? And, and I'm really not. I'm, I'm just really not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that comment there for your consumption union boss. Um, and if you ever need any, uh, any additional help on that front, let us know. I mean, what we want to do is we want to empower the message. And that's what, that's what the union boss should want. The union boss should say, I, this, this, this woman is, is clearly passionate about this topic. Let's hear her out. Let's find out what we can do to help. Instead, it's the opposite, and it's mind-boggling to me that we allow this to continue to happen. It, it, something has to come to a head where we say, you know what, 
we draw the line at our kids. And the amazing thing for me is that you've been able to bring bipartisanship with this. You have uh, Democrats, you have Republicans, you have the, the politics has been able to stay out of that. How have you cultivated that environment? So we don't talk really a whole lot about politics and we more so focus on our children. And that is something that we have in common in all of us. Every single American can say that they have a niece or a nephew or a granddaughter or grandson that's being affected by this, their own children, or, you know, where we can really join forces and say, you know what? I don't care if you're a Republican or you're a Democrat or you're an independent, this collectively as a whole is not good for our children and we must come together and figure out what we can do for them and it's in fact it's been easy I mean we are bipartisan we are diverse like I don't even I don't even focus on the party and it's more so the children every single thing that we do we underscore is this for the children? Is this what is best for them? And I think that that is truly where we need to go more as, as a nation, right? Like finding the issue and, and going through, going, powering through it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, God bless you for being able to cultivate that environment. Uh, We have people who get involved in their local town meetings, uh, Poly D and they and others, um, and it becomes a uh, you know wrangling cats. Uh, just everyone, just you know, talking about what they want to talk about and making sure they get their words out there, and nothing ever gets accomplished. It's I, I don't know what got us. I mean, I do know what got us here. It, it is it is purposeful to divide us in this way. That is how you keep in power. You, you know, you let, you keep us squabbling over the, over the scraps and then you laugh at us and, and call you know, say, Hey, we're just trying to babysit. I, it, it, I don't know how long parents can really just uh, continue to not want to do something about it. And I just want to empower your uh, passion into others. And and we have, like I told you, we have just an amazing group of, of activists and patriots and, and some powerful people that, that are able to affect policy. Um, what can we do with my little show, my little podcast, with my little audience? That's, that's very powerful voices. How can we help you? What can we do? Well, just this is super helpful, right? It's shining the light on what's actually going on. Um, it, it's, it's giving me the opportunity to truly speak on, on really what's going on. So I thank you both so, so much for that. Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, we are running this strictly for our candidates and any donation, I don't care if it would be five or $10 to our cause, it helps, right? It helps with, with mailers and, and, um, you know, like social media advertising and billboards if we got so lucky um things like that where we really need uh we need a couple bucks to get our 90 candidates across the finish line and i say 90 now but if we met in a month from now i might be saying like 150 which would be great um but each candidate costs money um it's not cheap to run a race a school board race is cheaper but when you're talking at this magnitude um, any, any kind of financial support is, is generous, is, is welcome. And, and, and for our children, you know, 
if you take $10 and say, I'm giving this, you know, for our kids to be able to get back in school, there's without question, it's going to go to, to these candidates. Um, by law, we're not even allowed to collect any money having a political action committee. So uh, uh, they, they don't, they do that shit all the time. They don't care. Well, <laughs> I'm trying the, not to go to jail. Yeah, you just got to have the right tax lawyer. Them. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, if you have the right tax lawyer, no doubt. I absolutely love the fact, Clarice, because that's something that we've talked about a lot as well, is that, you know, yes, of course, getting involved, that's super important. But uh, one of the things you mentioned was even if you don't have kids, you know, if you don't personally have kids, you know, somebody or somebody or a niece or a nephew or whatever that. Uh, but further than that, it's all about our future generations. And that's why it's super important that we get involved any way we can. I absolutely love your message. Thank you. Thank Cl- you. Clarice, so um, f- when, when did this first start? When, when was the, the first uh, <laughs> the first meeting to, to put this the meeting of the minds to put this together? You're not going to believe me. Two months ago. Two months ago, and you have already (laughs) have Fox News coming to buy you lunch. Yeah. How awesome is that? Tell me you can't do something, parents. Come on, man. Tell me you can't do something. That is amazing. That's amazing. Now, I'm not going to lie. It's long days. Uh, It's a lot of time and work. Um. But yes, two months, and we've collected a lot of candidates and a lot you of. You have support. eighty in two months, and, and you, trust me, you're going to get a lot more. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, I forgot my thought. Um, I shocked you with the two month thing. Yeah, that was. That, that, I was thinking like you know, what a year or something like that. Um, That's amazing groundwork that you've done in that two months, and yeah, it's got to been you know completely grinding. Uh, to get to this point, but the fact that you've got to this point and the fact that you're, you know, like you said, Fox news and you mentioned Newsmax maybe this weekend as well. And Steve Bannon, you're getting the exposure that you absolutely need uh, because it's, as I just said, it's super important. Go ahead, Abe. What let's talk about some of the results in, in the past two months about where you're at as far as being able to affect policy. That's that's my goal as a podcaster and as an activist. I want to I want to find out if we are able to move the ball. So what is happening in your local areas? Are they moving the ball? Are your kids starting to go back to school? Um, you know, th- that second pandemic and that idea that it's going to morph is just I feel like it's coming no matter what. But in the meantime, how are things have things changed in the past two months for your kids? So um I'm going to have to answer that in two parts. So the first part is yes, with our voices, many schools are starting to open. I will follow that up with, we are in the state of Pennsylvania and our primary election for school board is May 18th. The schools are just starting to open up now after over a year of school closures. So it is a little bit of a fear of mine that the schools are opening because the primary election is only nine, eight weeks away. You know their motivation. That's the legitimate fear, and that is exactly what they're going to do. You're right. Yes. So that is where I'm saying, please wake up. Please, please, please. Once we've gone to a place, we will continue to go back there. Now is the time 
to get the, the right elected officials in the seats. Because my fear really, and, and I appreciate you backing me up on that, because my fear is they're going to open these schools now and they're going to take it till November to the general election. And then they're going to close them again because of the flu, because of new variants, because of pink eye, like whatever, whatever, whatever it looks like. So I believe that our voices are being heard and the schools are being open because they hear the voters saying you need to open. But are they opening them to keep them open is the question. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right that that's I mean, you're into their heads and that's why you're effective, because you can see right through their BS. And and that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to appease people with uh, with that and then uh, bring it back for next year and during the election, too. It's going to be we we have to stand up. We have to understand what their motivation is. Their motivation isn't trying to help the kids. Their motivation is power and money and government money and and everything else. And it's um it's it's scary time to be alive. Um the candidates that that you have are, are those are all in uh, around the world. I mean, excuse me, around the country or in uh, Pennsylvania specifically. So it's Pennsylvania specifically. Um, so our pack is a state pack only because we're influencing local elections, which is a little bit different. Um, we do plan to branch out, like when we have federal elections, we will, you know, we want to be a national pack. Um, but right now we are only a state pack. So what we have actually done is we have started working with other states that have reached out to us and said, how do we do what you're doing? Well, what they have to do is set up a state pack. And that's how they are able to start influencing their local elections. So we can't we can't technically um, go in and, you know, start influencing, uh, you know, a Chicago uh, or well, I'm not sure if their their school boards are appointed or not. But, you know, we can't just go into another state and start influencing lo- like the township local le- elections. Gotcha. So just, just yeah, to answer we, your question, Chicago is uh, good old boy club, good old boys club only. That is how you get into power in, in, in the Chicago's teachers union. Go ahead. Let me finish your question. So, so is it appointed by, by, I assume the mayor? I, yeah, there's, I mean, they, they have elections, but they're not elections. It's, it's oh. a complete joke. It's uh they, they select who gets put where. So. Okay. Right. So yeah, I mean, right now our candidates are strictly in PA, but reaching out to us, um, and I mean, we'll help build a pack or, you know, whatever, whatever we helped New York and we've helped California do, do the same thing. So, um, that's really what we're here for to help as much as we can, um, and, and get these candidates to win for our kids. Yeah. I love it. Let me bring the website up for you guys. So you can check it out again with me, Clarice Schillinger from keeping America, keeping kids in school pack speak Abe um, is our guest today. And she is a concerned parent who is fighting to get our kids back in school. Uh, Not only just fighting to get our kids back in school, but fighting for change by endorsing candidates all around different counties in Pennsylvania. You can go to the website here. You can look for their candidates and find out if there's one in your local area. Maybe if you can't get involved the way that Clarice has, you can maybe help a local candidate do some maybe door knocking and some, and some phone calls. There are many things that we can all do to help support these people who are trying to lift up uh, our children 
finally, when you go over to the school board guidance area, you can see template emails for different type of uh, schools that you can email to and and uh, get involved in that way. Also, the data to support your cause. Click on that link there. Check that out when you get time, and that'll bring you up with articles and other items that'll that'll help empower you as well. It's really good stuff. Um, and I, I mean, I just. It's um it's a it's a really simple concept of of empowerment and it, all it took was you know an idea to get you where you're at now and now you're you know you're gonna you're getting ready to go through the media blitz. What's it like for you to kind of? I mean, nobody ever wants to be in any kind of spotlight. I don't, I don't think anybody really seeks it. And I know that when you have motivation of our children, it's not something that you really want. But what it's what has it been like over the last couple of weeks for you? Uh, it's crazy. So right before this interview, I had an interview with Newsmax. I mean, we're, we're, we're so blessed. We're so blessed that we have people that want to shine the light on on what's really going on. But um, it's, it's been, it's been challenging. I have never been in front of the camera until two months ago. I've never been on radio. I've never been on a podcast and, um, you know, it's funny what passion does, right? When when you're past so passionate about something and know that that this is what is right, um, you get a bit over just about every fear you have. I, I you know, I some you know, I used to get very very nervous, but but I I I know this subject, yeah. and and I know that our children need us, and if I'm not going to be the voice who will, and I'm not willing to wait on the voice. So, um, love it. it, it's been a lot, but, but, you know, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, you know, the kids that see me that, that on TV, they're, they're excited to know, uh, you know, my, my kids, friends come over and say, you know, Mrs. Schillinger, did you get schools open yet? And, 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 you know, they, they feel a sense of comfort to know that somebody's fighting for them. You led so me that's into what that. keeps me going yeah, on. I love yeah. it. You led me into the next question because that's what I wanted to ask. Has anybody asked our children what they want? It's, um, the idea that, that, um, you know, children don't, don't, uh, aren't affected by these decisions can't also be informed enough to make the decisions themselves. When you are able to get your children together with other children, um, what do, what do they say? What does the child want? Is it, has anybody ever asked in a union ever asked that? What does the child want Clarice? I, without question, they, they miss their friends, right? You know, we're, we're talking about kids here, so we're not going to sit here and paint this picture perfect world that they miss their books and academics. No, they miss their friends, right? They, they miss going to school and, and they miss the social interaction and education comes along with that. Uh, but, but they really, they really truly do. And, and they feel isolated. And I think that, that it's so easily found in the numbers of rising depression, anxiety, and suicide, right? That is the answer to what do the children want, right? What are the, what does a psychologist chair look like right now? Because I know of many, many parents that can hardly even get their child to see a psychologist because the psychologists are so overbooked. I know children that are laying in a hospital, in hospital rooms right now, waiting on a mental health bed. I know them. I know these people. I know their stories and they're waiting because they feel as if not only 
when schools when schools have shut down not only did did the the school building itself shut down but many parts of communication especially like in our teenagers they just feel as if their whole world has shut down and 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 they they're tired of facetiming they're tired of doing this zoom thing they just want to go be kids right and and to have to have this continuously shut down for a virus that we know is not really transmitted through children that's difficult it's very difficult indeed Sorry, President Trump with a message. Uh, congratulations to Georgia, Georgia State Legislature on changing their voter rules and regulations. So uh, something happened uh, today in Georgia that uh, the legislature was able to get some ro- rules and regulations changed. Again, there, you know, you talk about the foundation of the problem. Uh, our voting system is it. Uh, um, so so that it's clear that the children want to be back in school. It's clear that that's what's best for them. What about your stance on vaccines and masks? Uh, we... I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I, I don't, I'm not a black and white anti-vaxxer. That's not, that, that is a, for me, that is an uninformed stance. However, we used to, when you and I were young, we did what, 22, 25 vaccines and now they're up to 80 and now they want to put another one for a virus that's, that doesn't kill children and it just barely gets them sick the same way that, that other flus and everything else does. When does that stop? What, when do we, uh, when do we have candidates that say, you know what, uh, mandatory vaccines for our children is is a violation of human rights. I mean, let's be real. Choice and choice, right? For vaccines and for mask wearing. I, I, I you know, maybe to get the schools open at this current moment, I've always said we will follow whatever we have to follow. If that requires masks, then we'll do the mask. If that requires social distancing, we'll do the social distancing to make sure everyone is safe and everyone feels comfortable. But when we've gotten to the point that the majority of our country is vaccinated, I think that we should really start maybe looking stronger at the choice for masks. But really, and I don't know that we're there yet because this this is this building block, right? is we got to get the schools open first before we can yeah. tackle other things, yeah. right? So, but but with the vaccine, without question, um, and I might get pushback for this, but it, it has to be a choice. It has to be. We're, we're America. We're the land of the free, right? And And I don't think that it is in any way okay to come into households and tell people what they can and cannot do. Just like with keeping kids in school, like we're not telling people to leave their house or go off of virtual learning. If that's what you want to do, you can stay at home. That's fine. But, and that's, and I feel like that's what I'm saying with, with especially the vaccines, you know, we've got to really, um, We really got to give people the choice and and not mandatory. It, it just can't. You know, I mean, it's, it's just something that's that's always bothered me. I, you know, I, I don't. I'm not against uh, the vaccination program at, at its idea. Um, putting in entrusting uh, it with the corporate leaders that we have in our world today 
just scares the living crap out of me. I, I don't I don't trust uh, somebody injecting me with something I have no clue what's in it in general. I mean, I don't I don't want to go into downtown San Francisco and and uh, take take a risk of getting injected with something down there. It, to, to me, that's the same idea that you're forcing down our throats, and it really bothers me that they move they remove that from parents. I understand the the the, the bigger argument, and that's fine, but. Man, I just we've 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 given up so much that it's it's we're not even America anymore. Uh, Clarice, we have four minutes left. I would love to give you the final uh, as long as you need to take to kind of just summarize what what the goals of the pack are, what you have upcoming, how we can help, and uh, you know, finally, just thank you for being here with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank thank you. I mean, really, I I can't thank you all really enough. Um, so, you know, the goal for the PAC is really focusing on getting candidates in, in, in these seats. Right now in Pennsylvania, it's school board, but we will, be, we will be moving bigger, you know, across like Congress and, and things like that. But really getting candidates in these seats that are not owned by special interests. I feel like that is our first our first piece to this whole crazy puzzle that we're living in. And, and what that's going to take is people chipping in to those people, 10, 20, a hundred dollars. And so that they are not owned by special interests, because that's what starts to happen, right? You start running a campaign and you're like, well, I'm not going to win if I don't have the money. And, and that's where the special interests come in and say, well, we'll give you 10,000 but we own your vote. So we're really have, you know, that's where I'm trying to really focus in on educating the voter. Don't walk into the poll and just vote. No, no. Before you walk in, call voter services, get the sample ballot, do a little bit of homework. It's all on the internet. You can find just about anything you want and figure out who you're actually voting for and what they stand on. I mean, that that's so important. Um, and, and with our candidates, I mean, if anyone's listening, that's in Pennsylvania, uh, call us, email us, whatever. I mean, and even if you're not even in Pennsylvania, we'd be glad to help you with direction and steps on how to create a political action committee or like what your next step you sh- you think you should do to get involved. We are, we're here, like I said, pretty much 15 hours a day. <laughs> um, so go to keepingkidsinschool.com. Please help us out any way you can. Thank uh, you. So good. It's so good. Thank you so much. Uh, Joe, let me get Joe in here for final thoughts and I'll get, I'll show everyone the website one last time. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, the people out in chat absolutely uh, adore you and love you. Um, there's so many good uh, comments out there. I don't even know how to uh, to cover them all. But basically, uh, thank you for everything you do. As I said earlier, uh, the fight, uh, your determination and the fight uh, for not only, you know, your kid, but future generations is super important. You have an angel uh, somewhere near you. I know that for a fact. Uh, because the amount of work and the kind of work that you're doing uh, is just truly a blessing. Thank you so much, Clarice, for being here, and God bless you. Thank you. My father was a veteran, and he is my angel. He passed away from Agent Orange, so I appreciate oh, that. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, so Thank my you. dad uh, is a Vietnam vet and yeah. is currently um, 
um, not in good shape uh, mm. uh, uh, as well due to Agent Orange. Um, so that's interesting so that we have that connection as well. That explains where your fight, your drive, <laughs> and what you are doing and why you are doing what you're doing. I just have the utmost respect for you. Thank you, Clarice. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and blessings to your father. Thank you. Um, should I exit? Uh, let me uh, let me just give yeah. get, send you out. Our kids are counting on us. Clarice Schillinger, chairperson of the Keeping Kids in School Pack. You can go to the website, keepingkidsinschool.com. You can find out more about them. Find out how you can empower parents and help if you can help in any kind of way, financially or just help spreading the word. Clarice Schillinger, thank you very much for your time today. God bless you, and have a great evening. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, good stuff as always, man. It is, uh, man. I'm so a- pumped right now, man. Just after talking to her, like she is a freaking patriot through and through. And man, when she dropped that at the end about her dad, um, you know, being a Vietnam vet, just like our dad is, and uh, unfortunately passing away, and and obviously our dad going through that right now as well. Um, that that just explains where and why she's doing what she's doing. Amazing stuff, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Prayers for pops guys. Um, um, let me refocus here. I want to get calls from you guys. Um, I want to hear from you guys. Tell it's, it's, it's Friday. We got the second half of the show. Hey, real quick. Um, Barry Baker and daddy crab. Thank you guys very much for the donations. I really appreciate that. Also son of a green card. Amen, brother. You lost your dog five days ago, and you just found her. God bless you, sir. I am so glad to see that out there. Sorry, I had to say those couple of things. Yeah, back that's you. awesome news, man. I, that, I'm really glad to hear that. Congratulations on that. Good news, son of the green card. Uh, so let me get the um, – our uh, Rise wanted us to play the, the other opener. I just – I love Delete the Elite so much, uh, but I'll play the other opener today. Uh, so for the podcast, give us a little bit of time for an advertisement at the top of the hour here, and then we'll get to Joe's News Blitz after the top of the hour, and then we'll take calls from all you guys out there. So stand by. Come hang out with us for an hour or so. Much love to you guys. Uh, RiseAttireUSA.com is the official show sponsor of the Brothers Uncensored channel. Check them out when you get time. RiseAttireUSA.com. And put in discount discount code ABEWAVE, A-B-E-W-A-V-E, and you can get a 10% discount for it. <laughs> Out, would you? <laughs> you can get a ten percent discount. Uh, uh, help the show, get some awesome gear, and help keep the lights on. Much love. God bless you all. A minute of your time, and we'll get to Joe's news blitz just just in a moment.
riseattireusa.com. Check them out when you guys get time. Awesome gear. And I think, you know, everyone's having supply chain problems. And, and um, so I can check with them to see if uh, if there's a little, some delays uh, in the shipping. But you guys should be good to go. All right. Let me get uh, Joe in here for a quick rapid fire segment. Let me get the, the rapid fire opener and then we'll get calls from you guys as well. Stand by for Joe's rapid fire. Joe, what do you got for us out there today? What did you see in the news that's caught your eye today? Oh, man, there's uh, quite, a, quite a few uh, things going on right now, actually, in the news. I know, um, you know a lot of people have been kind of talking about it all day, but let's just cover some of these things real quick here. Epoch Times, DOJ charges 474 with COVID-related fraud in the last year. 474 COVID-related fraud. We've probably covered about, I don't know, maybe half of them over the last few months. But yeah, we've definitely, but we've definitely covered quite a few of them. Lots going on there. Man, four hundred seventy-four. That's that's in well, not even a year. <clears throat> it's pretty impressive. Exactly, worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Keep in them coming. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep, keep them coming. Oh, there was the keep kids in school pack. She was absolute uh, uh, a doll. Just a great person. Great patriot. This out of the gateway pundit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Southwest, we were talking about flights and people kicking people off of flights over masks and bullshit. Well, here's gateway pundit. Southwest Airlines pilot was caught hot on the mic ranting about liberal San Francisco. <laughs> this place, he says, goddamn fucking liberal Southwest Airline pilot was caught hot mic in it. And um, it was super interesting. The recording is on here. I'm not going to play it, but it was hilarious. Finally seeing uh, somebody stand up. So I don't know, man, we've seen some airlines depends on what pilot depends on what, you know, people uh, are on the plane at the time. But this, oh, if I would have heard this, I would have been like, dude, I am flying. What is your name? Because every time you fly, I want your schedule. I want to be on your plane. <laughs> he'll, <laughs> Let pro- me know. he'll probably get fired for having an opinion. Oh, for sure. For sure. He'll be gone before you know it. Absolutely. Also out of the gateway pundit, uh, Chinese bombers simulated attack on the U.S. aircraft carrier in the South China Sea three days after Biden's inauguration. This is just out. The U.S. uh, Theodore Roosevelt, the Chinese simulated, uh, took place three days after the inauguration. On January 23rd, Chinese bombers and fighter jets simulated an attack on the USS uh, Theodore Roosevelt aircraft carrier at at the... as the carrier strike group entered the contestant South China Sea. So this is something that we haven't heard about. We talked about the additional support going into the South China Sea, but we didn't know, at least I didn't know, I didn't hear about any uh, simulated attacks by the Chinese military. So I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, I noticed that, uh, you know, they're going to continue to test the Biden administration. Stand by for that. Absolutely. And that was just interesting that that was three days after he took office mm-hmm. capital riot defenders this is out of political uh so don't uh, don't shoot me but political riot defendants notch win at appeals court so this was super interesting or interesting because in bail ruling dc circuit uh, circuit panel says nonviolent participants in january 6 breach 
may not pose ongoing danger. Duh. So we literally had to have a freaking DC uh, circuit panel tell us this. I could have fucking told you that much, and we didn't need the panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it, the good thing on this is that, you know, it's going to drop a lot of uh, criminal charges against people who just got wrapped up in it. There, there's some that deserve uh, the charges they got, but there are some that just got wrapped up in the whole thing. And, um, you know, I, of course, well, they, yeah, and they didn't that. cause any violence or didn't, uh, you know, they just kind of got wrapped up in the thing. They, they wandered inside, um, you know, and so, yeah, those people shouldn't be held. The people who, you know, caused uh, caused issues and broke windows. Yeah, those people deserve to be uh, to be arrested and put under whatever whatever needs to be done. Absolutely. I don't know why, but I have another gateway pundit. This one out of uh, uh, Massachusetts, eighth grade science teacher outed as member of Antifa that berated cops and children at a recent protest. So here's part of the issue with uh, our schools right now, not only the school boards, but then we have these liberal fucking teachers that are just absolutely ridiculous. This is Jill Sheridan is eighth grade teacher at Quilters Middle School in Mansfield as well as an active participant in extremist Antifa protests. Unfrickin' believable. I hope she gets fired. You know, speaking of the, the discussion about mental illness problems, there is no shortage of mentally fucked-in-the-head teachers that don't get any kind of help. Uh, maybe we should start addressing uh, mental health, mental health, well, health. wellness in teachers. Yes. Yes, mental health in teachers, mental wellness, that is something that definitely needs attention, obviously, because uh, this isn't the first story that we've seen where we've seen Antifa and BLM involved in our schools. Just absolutely sad. Never, ever get uh, too many or get too many of these here. DOJ, this is out of um, Maryland, former child uh, protective officer convicted after four day federal trial for receipt and possession of child pornography. That's right. Our CPS officers are also uh, idiots. Unbelievable. This this makes me so mad. Um, The verdict announced by acting United States attorney Jonathan M. Lesnar, uh, special agent uh, Mancuso. Um, this guy, uh, what was his name? Uh, federal jury convicted. Oh, he's a Haitian national. Go figure. John Boutte remark, age 40 of Greenbelt, Maryland. Unbelievable. <laughs> he's Haitian. He can't make this shit up. No, no. And a CPS officer on top of it. Just Hillary's Hillary's favorite, uh, villages to take. <laughs> That's exactly right. And it doesn't stop there. Former Green Valley fire captain sentenced to 90 months in prison for child exploitation out of Tucson, Arizona. Nathaniel Dugall, 39, uh, is uh, what does it say? Uh, Soto to 90 months in prison. He had previously pleaded guilty to distribution of child pornography. Who is surprised? Unfreaking believable. Have fun with the rest of your life in jail, buddy. I hope he gets bent with no lube. Bill to stop illegal gun ownership in Illinois could become closer to becoming a law. Yeah. How did we not see this coming? This is out of Chicago CBS just a couple hours ago. Bill to stop illegal gun ownership could become closer to a law. Just a few hours ago, a sponsor explained the bill does four important things. It ensures we do background checks. It ensures we obtain fingerprints. 
and ensures we are giving the Illinois State Police the ability to take the guns of folks that shouldn't have them and it makes sure that we're getting funding, life-saving mental health funding to the communities that have been most impacted by gun violence. Oh, doesn't that sound grand? (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest oxymoron in the history of oxymorons. A bill to stop illegal ownership. Hey, dumbass. The the very definition of illegal (laughs) means they don't care about what your fucking laws are, you moron. Just unfucking believable. It blows my mind, man. Blows my mind. So this was super interesting. And maybe uh, I don't know if uh, Mark will be on next week, but meeting between yep. Trump and, o- and Ohio Senate candidates turns tense. I don't know if you saw this or not, Abe, but uh, a meeting uh, former President Trump held with four hopefuls vying for Ohio's open Senate seat during a fundraiser at his golf club in West Palm Beach on Wednesday night says, of course, that it turned tense, according to political, which is probably not true. Trump was holding the fundraiser to benefit Max Miller, a candidate who's supporting in an upcoming Ohio race, and it hopes an ousting sitting Republican who backed his impeachment. So this, I thought, was super interesting, and uh, it's a pretty long article, actually. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just another, and there's a lot. I mean, things are heating up, man. Things are seriously heating up for uh, 2022. Indeed. And actually, we have Michael Johns on Tuesday next week. So we'll have to wait till the week after this to uh, talk to uh, Mark about that one. Mark. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So next one I got for you is out of the NTD. At least five killed as multiple uh, tornadoes ripped through Alabama, destroying homes. One of our well, more than one of our listeners out there. uh, Allie B is one of them. Uh, She was uh, lucky. uh, Needless to say, she got in the basement, got out of the way. So uh, if you're out there, Allie B and listening, I'm so glad that uh, you are safe. But unfortunately, some others weren't as lucky. Several powerful tornadoes tore through northern Alabama on Thursday, killing at least five people, injuring dozens of others and destroying entire neighborhoods. Uh, 1,200 people. Um, it says uh, the town of, oh, is it Ocha, Ohachi, Ohachi, a town of about 1,200 people in the northwest, uh, northwest corner of the state where a twister ripped through part of homes and down trees and power lines. Just unbelievable. I mean, honestly, I saw some of the pictures and videos. I am so surprised there's only five dead, um, and I hope there's not any more. Those were some pretty serious storms. The only thing that means to me, though, is spring is right around the corner finally. Exactly. Exactly. All right. And then the last thing I got for you guys today on the rapid fire is, that's right, the Pentagon. uh, I don't know if you guys saw this video. It's an older video, but I wanted to just play a couple of quick segments of this. This was from 2020, but check this out. This is Pentagon declassing three UFO videos, and you can see him trying to, on this first one, I thought was super cool. He's trying to zone in on them. There's a group of them there that are just flying by. There we go. He caught on to one. And then this is a second one here. Sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just pause that because it gets kind of loud. But there's a second one there that they followed. And over here is a third one that they found. These videos are starting to come out. This was, like I said, in April of 2020. But these videos you're starting to see a lot more of these coming out and the military releasing them, uh, people talking about them. 
it's just super interesting. I just wanted to kind of bring that up. That's your rapid fire news for today. Back to you, brother. Yeah, we're going to see more uh, UFO disclosure, I think, in the near future. I've been seeing some other uh, hints about that. That's going to be interesting to see what they actually uh, uh, let us know about <laughs> or if they're that's, just trying to continue to create narratives. That'll be interesting. All right, guys. Good, good yeah. shit, Joe. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, okay, so just real quick, I I haven't really done any digging or anything on UFOs or any of that stuff. So when I see this, I you know, I'm kind of looking at like, you know, the person like down the street kind of looking, but not really. It's just super interesting to me, man. I don't know if it's real, if it's true, if it's just, you know, video issues. What I mean, I don't know, but it sure as hell seems like it's a lot more prominent now than it ever has been. Yeah, man, no doubt about it. Good stuff, man. I appreciate uh, all you guys for joining us here today. Go ahead, cop, hop in there and call in. Let me hear what's, what's on your guys' mind today. Um, <laughs> those UFOs are just JFK Jr.'s plane. <laughs> He's just waiting for the right time to land it, right? Anytime now. If you follow, never mind. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. Which uh, one, though? second plane i'm just wondering if he's you know got a big ass pimp like uh you know is he pimping out in like a big ass ufo and just enjoying it or what i don't know it's possible (laughs) uh let's see here 719 is on the line and we have aoc in the waiting room uh let me get uh 719 to please unmute and can i get a name please yes this is texas brother 77 and Actually, how you doing, Abe? Say it again, Texas 77? Texas Bear, Bear, I believe, he said. Yeah, Texas Bear 77. Now, I know you guys, yeah, you got it. I hope you're doing good, uh, you and Joe. Um, I know you talk about Biden. We talk about North Korea. We talk about everything going on. Okay, let me ask you one question. And Joe, you're in it too. So think about when I ask this question to Abe. Gotcha. After after you pick the three, then decide on your first one. The question. And the chat knows who I am because I always bring this up because even though we have real-world events, I try and put it in there just to where people kind of, uh, we're, we're a little more level instead of getting pissed off, basically, about stuff. But then I also want to ask Texan, you know, the one that calls in a lot, um, what his favorite three are. But after the favorite three, pick one. Okay, here's the question. What are your favorite three pies? P-I-E-S, your pie. First, go ahead, Abe. You're talking about snack pie? Like pies, like apple pie, pumpkin pie, rhubarb yeah. pie, blackberry right, so, pies, pumpkin pie, pecan pie. What, what are your favorite three? Then pick one. My favorite three are strawberry cheesecake, apple pie, and uh, pumpkin pie. And my absolute favorite okay. is cheesecake. I absolutely love a delicious cheesecake. I, I'm, I'm with you on cheesecake. Then my second would be. See, I'm getting I'm getting tingles right now. My second would be apple pie. Joe, you you're next. Come on, bro. 
bad. I'm going to totally disappoint everybody because I am not a pie eater. I'm just not. My wife was just looking at me over here like, well, there's an interesting question. My favorite and only pie I really like is pumpkin pie. I look forward to Thanksgiving and I look forward to that pumpkin pie. That's my favorite. Okay, Joe, then if you don't necessarily quote unquote like pies, quote unquote, what are your favorite cakes or your three favorite sweets? Then then take then go to your first and best. What what is your quote unquote eh, shrivel up, happy, whatever? Oh man. I have been trying I've been trying it's so funny I've been trying to be so good I really have but chocolate and chocolate I mean cake all day long with with chocolate ice cream and I am in chocolate heaven and a chocolate comatose that that would be my uh, my perfect one that's your perfect one okay no problem now thank you guys for everything you do and You know, hearing Joe's laugh on that, we need a little break from everything that's going on. So, you know, string me up and put a barb in me, I don't care. But what what I'm doing is think about something else as just for for two seconds, 30 seconds, whatever. Get out of this political BS that we're dealing with we already know Joe, not not you, Joe, but Joe Biden, yesterday, everybody, even the news, top mentors in the country, top, I mean, scientists, whoever, linguists, I mean, a, a person that grew up in South Texas, they look at this and go, what the fuck is going on? I mean, they're seeing it. Yeah. They are seeing it. Yes, they are. I mean, so so what? I mean, I know, I know, change is coming, but when do you think the change is going to come, or is change actually coming? And the one thing that we don't need is little Miss Camelfoe. I mean, she's being she's a puppet. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yes. That's, and that's what a lot of people have been talking about. Like, you know, people are like, eh, well, everybody already knows what Joe Biden's capable of. All right. We've already seen what he's capable of over the last 50 years. I am definitely with you there that most people are more concerned with heels up Harris and what's going to happen if and when she decides to take over. Also, I absolutely love your message there, Taxes Bear 77. I mean, we went from a pretty heavy uh, discussion there uh, with Clarice and you totally reminded me you did my laugh. You're exactly right. That little laugh. That's all sometimes we need to just kind of switch it off and not pay attention to what's really going around uh, around us going on around us. And that was super awesome. I really appreciate that. Al, go ahead. No, lots of good comments out there. Uh, the, a lot of people liking the pecan pies. That's pretty interesting. I might have to Who find said a good bacon pie. Bacon pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, pecan, pecan, pecan. Bacon. No, somebody pecan said pie. bacon. Bacon works oh, with bacon, everything. Bacon pie. I mean, if you can make, if you can make a bacon pie, throw some eggs on top with some whipped cream. Go, baby. Let's go. I mean, come <laughs> on, really? 
I mean, we can think of all kinds of stuff, but the thing is, now I'm a psychology major, okay? The thing is, if we can get people, and no offense to anybody out there, but if, if, if you're stressed on, say, somebody keeps stealing your garden hose, and you bought three garden hoses, and in six months, three of them have got stolen, you're pissed off. Eat some pie with some milk, with some whipped cream, with whatever, with your loved one, and guess what? You'll forget about those three garden hoses that were stolen. The same thing with this. I mean, even though we're, I mean, this is a stressful time, okay? And that's why in chat, you'll see me show up with, what's your favorite pie? Because it kind of gets people off of it, but then they'll start thinking, then they'll start debating, wait, no, apple's better than pecan, pecan's better than rhubarb. I mean, even due diligence, he likes black better. Okay, then he comes across today, <laughs> due diligence, he comes across today and said, uh, what's, what's the, uh, the DC mayor's name? Um, uh, uh, Marilyn Bauer? Yeah, Bauer. Yeah, Marilyn Bauer. Now, he comes across and says, I like Maryland berry pie. And I'm like, what is, I'm thinking to myself, what is Maryland berry pie? And he says, no, it's, it's a pie. I said, no, you, you're pulling me with Maryland berry of Washington, D.C. She's the mayor. He's like, no, seriously, there's a Maryland berry pie. I'm like, no way. <laughs> And he comes off and he says, uh, he doesn't really say it like he was effing around, but then there is a Marion Berry pie, but then that's B-E-R-R-Y, but Marion Berry is B-A-R-R-Y, and then look at the past, which Marion Berry was the past D.C. mayor. It, it was just, and he just like, he about, he about, like, flipped in his seat. He was like, woo, 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 woo. go ahead, Joe. We, That's we, awesome. We need to make sure we uh, <laughs> warn people against crack pies. That those, that, oh, oh, yeah. no. Hell no. We don't do cocaine pies. No. Yeah, that Marion Barry, that, that dude was, <laughs> that dude loved his <laughs> crack, man. Um, I, yeah. I, I, th I real quick, uh, the Foxhole, if you guys can't hit the refresh button real quick, they just had to reset the stream real quick. Go ahead, Texas Bear. Oh, anyway, uh, but yeah, that was kind of funny. D. Dylan just threw that at me, and I'm like, wait, hold on. There's no Marion Berry pie, but there may be, but then he realized maybe what he said, or I realized what I didn't say. Anyway, my favorite pies are apple. Uh, see, I'm from Texas, so it's got to be pecan. Uh, see, apple, pumpkin, pecan. It's got to be pecan first, apple second, pumpkin third. So anyway, just to kind of get out of the glitch, get out of the uh, whatever you call it, um, think about what pies you like. Ask ask people what what's your favorite uh, soda? What's your favorite, I don't know, what's your favorite meat? But the thing is, when I open up in chat, they actually 
we we kind of get away. We're still listening to the program, whether 412, you guys, uh, Red Pill, Methods, uh, whoever. And uh, one foot and five D, Laurel, she's, yeah. she's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, if, if we can kind of get off of this uh, damaging brain bullshit of, of everything going on, because everything's going on at once, and there's not a fucking thing we can do about it. What yeah. can we do? We can't. We can't go charge the capital. <laughs> we can't sure. go. <laughs> we, we can't go kill people. We can't. I mean, we can. We can stand up. What we can do is, is cook a good pie for your neighbor and say, "Hey, here, have a pie." Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you, Texas yeah. Bear. Thanks for joining us today, brother. Thanks so much okay. for the call, Texas Bear. Appreciate it, brother. Have a good one. Uh, you got it, man. Y'all, y'all stay safe and keep going. Much love, brother. Appreciate it. God bless you. Thanks for calling today, brother. Dude, somebody said Michigan fried cherry pie with ice cream. Patriot helps. Try it. I am totally down for that. That sounds good. <laughs> nice. Uh, we got uh, Belushi joining us here today, uh, which I think is a new car. I don't remember Belushi, Belushi calling in before. Uh, Belushi, if you can, on the bottom left of your screen, uh, you'll have to connect your mic. And uh, for some reason, it hasn't connected yet. So if you could um, uh, connect that mic lower left, probably, I don't know what the, uh, pull the little pull down arrow next to the mute button. Yeah. Not seeing, not hearing you, man. Uh, Hit that uh, uh, arrow button and then select microphone and it should initiate your microphone. I hope there it is. I just need you to unmute. Yeah, I'm here. I was just I was just saying thanks a lot, Texas Bear. Now I want pie. <laughs> no doubt. Belushi, what's up, man? I have seen you call in. I believe it was on Red Pill's show before. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Red I'm pretty consistent on Red Pill on Saturday nights. Thought so. Good to have you here, brother. What's on your mind? Yeah, today? yeah, Joe and Abe. What's up, guys? I, I'm a fellow 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 man from Chicago. Uh, spent some time out in California, but I, I know you brothers are, are from Chicago originally, right? Naperville. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I went to high school. At oh, awesome. 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 Yeah. I went to New Trier, grew up on the North shore, but oh, I used to uh, love going to New Trier, man, because all of our diving competitions were there and they had the best pool in the, in, in Illinois. Yes, they did. Been very, very lucky to have incredible facilities there. Yeah. I wrestled. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, we had just the best weight training rooms and best pools, but, you know, football team went to state every year, yeah. uh, quite, quite, quite the good program, but Naperville was like always the rival, man. We fucking hated you guys. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> we, whenever we would go there, man, we would always have troubles. It was, it was, uh, but it was, you know, it was kid troubles, you know, nothing like for real, but it was, uh, that competition right. back in the day was, they're still, uh, very competitive, both those schools. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, uh, we, I played hockey too. And we used to, we, we, you know, the, what, what Neca will met sort of rivalry, man. We used to have like, you know, locker room clearing brawls after the games. You can't get away with that stuff anymore. I mean, you you know, you're basically a racist or an anti-Semite or something. If you, you you punch another kid in your grade nowadays, but uh, that's how, that's how we used to solve disputes. But uh, yeah, no, I was, I was thinking about what the Texan was saying. Uh, You know, I was like, 
I was going to go in hard on the Suez Canal because I, I sorry I've been connecting these dots and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. But it, you know, we can keep it light. We could just hang out and chat too. I you know I just uh, wasn't sure what direction Abe you wanted to go with any. I'm sort in of I'm in Friday chill mode, bro. Uh, you know yeah. what's uh, what are you kind of seeing out there that uh, that uh, catches your fancy today? Anything? Well, I'm just connecting weird dots. Like you guys were were touching on the the UFO disclosures. I'm just seeing weird stuff. Like I saw this video in Oregon where, you know, this meteor or whatever was falling down. You're seeing all these weird videos around the world of all these UFO sightings. And I've been into this stuff for 20 years. I mean, I'm, I'm way about it. And I've had some of my own experiences. But I'm connecting what happened there. It's such a ridiculous situation. But I'm also in finance. So I follow the markets. Uh, you know, and I do crypto and other things. And I got, you know, some precious metals in my portfolio. But nice. um, this is going to disrupt uh, supply lines like crazy. So was this intentional? Was this a white hat move? Are they removing, you know, you guys are obviously probably looked into the, the call sign on the, on the ship and, and uh, some of the tugboats and what that means. And of course, from our favorite and on, um, you know, the evergreen reference and all that, but um, you know, it's, it's just all too, there's no coincidences, right? It's just all too, it's, it's so in your face. Yeah. And then you're looking at, you know, this Iran sub that comes out and bombs this cargo ship that's in Israel, it's going to, um, I forget whether we're going to go on like Africa or something. Uh, and so are they going to send all these ships around? I mean, what, and then, and then I saw some goofy thing. I don't know, uh, Joe, you would probably fall on this cause you do your, your news blasts, but, uh, that uh, we're going to come into another toilet paper shortage age here. Yes, so I, I just saw that. that. <laughs> yeah, it's so unbelievable, just... man. The fear, the fear porn that's out there. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. They're already pushing a toilet paper shortage again, again. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's like, you know, just stock up on your bullets, guys, your food. Make sure you have clean water. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Joe Biden's out there just with, you know, whoever that is with a mask on just stumbling around in the darkness oh, um yeah, yeah it's a complete clown show and uh you know i, I like the last caller because he's you know i you know maybe we got to get him a nutritionist but he was <laughs> uh you know he's making a good point about yeah man screw it like you know just just try to enjoy your life i mean it's hard because i'm in minneapolis and i literally get fights at the grocery store weekly with people because i'm a i've never worn the mask literally never um, and so, you know, it's, it's hard to be sort of fighting those battles alone, but I just want to encourage people, um, you know, <laughs> it only takes a few of us It only takes a few of us for this sort of message and, and this energy to spread. And, and, um, there, there are things we can be doing, uh, other than eating pies. So, and I'm not trying to pick on him. I'm just joking around. Yeah. But, no, that, uh, there are that things, ship, we... man. Um, you're right, dude. There's, there's no way that's a coincidence. And it's, I mean, I, they're gonna to try to put it on like Iran or or Somali pirates or they're gonna they're gonna put it on anything that it actually is in my opinion. So whoever they blame for it is is someone that they're trying to set up. It's clear to me that that um, they're trying to mess with the shipping lines um, and continue the downfall of of our our economy. They're they're targeting our economy in every way they can. And, and I mean, let's be real; uh, those shipping lines probably hurt our economy more than anyone's in my opinion. I mean, everyone's equally affected, but you know, us coming off of a, a rebound and, and getting close to some type of a normalcy of an economy, bam, here we go right back. Now we're now we're gonna now we can't do that anymore. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I and I think that the oil that a lot of those ships are holding and and a lot of um the produce, uh especially the the, the stuff that literally goes through that canal that goes directly to Europe, um, that's gonna ripple over to us very quickly. And so 
you know, I've been looking into a lot about the the quant, uh, quantum financial system and the, and the and the and the white hat reset of the economy, and I follow the markets really closely. And so there is going to be, I think, a controlled demolition of the markets. And I saw this event start to go down, and I'm like, this is really bizarre. And I'm like, how's this going to trickle? Within two days, they were saying 10% of the supply chain is cut immediately. I mean, that's huge. As soon as all those markets start to get affected, it just trickles, man. And and um, yeah, I think, and we're already seeing, you know, 65 days under the Biden administration, um, how much the market has fallen already in, in, in the United States. So, you know, there's just too many variables there that are connecting at the same time. Yeah. Um, for me to be like, oh yeah, it's just some guy drew a dick on his, uh, you know, <laughs> that yeah, thing I, on his I, lo- dick. I love how, yeah, I, I went through this entire day of like reading all this stuff coming out, all this good stuff. And then I see an article dropped about a dick. I'm like, really? This is what <laughs> no, we but come- I actually verified that Jill. I actually verified that. No, I've they- seen it. I've seen yeah, it. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's just unbelievable. Like well, this is what they do. They like do it in your face. Like they, they just yes. try to make fun of you in your face and you're like, yes. God, you guys are such freaking. But there was also like like the United States what I believe was also involved in that uh Suez uh uh being yep. in Suez and then um somebody else uh I can't remember off the top of my head was also involved so it makes you wonder if there was more than just obviously I think there was more than just you know produce well, you, and stuff you like that. Oh it. no, I, 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 yeah, I think there's guns and kids and yeah, and I think there's all sorts of contraband. You touched yes. on it with when you when you mentioned uh, great reset and and that's I mean that's really what I think I think they realize th- those globalists that think that they're going to be able to get that accomplished. Um, I think they realize that they're based. They have to move the deadline up, and they have to get as much done as fast as possible because they see what's happening in the world. They see the populism, the the people getting uh, sick and tired of the government and oppression. Um, I, it feels like they're they're ramming it straight forward as fast as they can. I totally agree. It's we. I feel like we're on a lightning train. I mean, every day is, and then you get those days where there's nothing, and you're like, "What the hell's going on?" I mean, right. I thought. We, you know, it's like, are we at a, we had a train stop now? Oh, uh, you know, so did something happen? Because we're not getting any straight news. Yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? I, I also saw a map, Joe, of the uh, the U.S. Navy and the Russian Navy. Uh, and then Putin came out with a bunch of statements where he, he basically deployed his Navy as well. And they got him boxed in on both sides of the canal. And I'm like, that's no coincidence either. I'm like, what the hell are we doing over there? And, uh, you know, there's some biblical ties to this, too, Abe. Um, is, I can't remember what passage. That, is it possible? Yeah, you know, parting the red, parting the Red Sea. Yeah, no, I, I think that too. I think that is too. Is it possible there's a weapon uh, on it and they're securing? They're leaving it there because they need to disarm it. Quite possibly. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of theories. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, all, all plausible in my mind. Yeah. Um, it's and not crazy. even coming from like, a, yeah, not even coming from a tinfoil hat perspective. Just like looking at the optics, looking at the information that's coming out logically thinking about it using your discernment and saying okay and then going to the drops and going yeah okay <laughs> i mean come on guys <laughs> I mean, yeah. so yeah I, I just think it's super interesting i've been fascinated with it all week and and you know i, I follow all you guys in the foxhole and i call into certain guys you know frank and and red pill and others and um you know i haven't heard too much chatter about it i've heard some some like joking about it and stuff and i'm sorry i'm not not taking it like super seriously like something's gonna happen but i do feel and I'll tell you guys this. This will be a little, little wonky, maybe. I had a dream, not a dream, more like a vision, like, like almost like you know how you know God speaks to you at certain times in your life, yeah. and it's just so profound, and you're like, wow, that message was so clear, and it's, it sticks with you, and you're, 
he told me that the start of Passover and something's going to happen before Easter. And it wasn't clear like, oh, we're the White House are going to come out. We're going to win. And there's going to be all this, uh, you know, declassification. And everything's going to go back to normal. No, it wasn't like that. It was like, we're reaching this precipice now. And some big event is about to occur. And then I started following the Suez Canal stuff. And I'm like, holy shit. Uh, and then all these other sort of things like you know, on the surface of my life started to line up. And I was following all these other stories. And I'm like, yeah, things are going off the rails, man. And this could be the first sort of cannonball as a catalyst to start to, you know, really blow this thing up to to really open people's eyes because, you know, election fraud didn't do it. Uh, you know, um, uh, God, let me think of like all the fucking things they did over the last. <laughs> no, nothing's, you know, and them nothing's, yeah. nothing's done it right. Like yeah. so, it's like. Uh, do we have to start unplugging the wires from the from the little pods and, and sliding them down the, right? the chute? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... I think it's getting close to that. Uh, starting to feel like it. That um, I, you know, I'm with you, man. It's frustrating. It's, you know, and you know, if you if you spend every day looking into this and digging into this and talking about this, you're right, man. Sometimes you just need to to turn it all off and just kind of chill and talk about pies. That's <laughs> no, I totally, I totally agree. But by the way, I mean, pecan. No, that's no, not for me. Yeah. What is that? French pecan. silk, bro. French silk. It's you guys so funny. To touch on the French silk. I was correct. Uh, yeah. Pecan. No shit. Um, Alara, uh, Alara, one foot and five D's out there. She's like, okay, so I walked into UFOs and then pies. She's like, how do you go from UFOs to pies? And now she's out there talking about, all right, so make sure we stock up on toilet paper and make sure we have pies. All right. She's got her checklist out there and she's checking stuff off as we go along here. I think those are, I think those are great priorities right there. (laughs) Exactly. Honestly, honestly, I, I didn't catch the handle, but water. You know, if you have any sort of survival, you know, foodstuffs or anything like that, um, you know, if you're a weapons owner like I am, you know, if you can get any ammunition, grab it anytime you can. Yeah, I know. No shit. I mean, I did that months and months and months ago. But these are these are the things I mean, um, you know, I'm hearing I'm hearing Abe like um, from certain people that, you know, sort of get into the survivor stuff. They're like lumber. I don't know if you guys have been following the price of lumber. If you can fill up, if, if you can fill up gasoline right now, if you can store a little bit of gasoline. Um, if you can store, you know, like, you know, I told you about the metals, but like, you know, people are talking about rebarb, like if we're really gonna have to rebuild shit, um, there's just certain things that I think you can do cement. There's certain things that I, I think that will become commodities potentially in the future. And like, these are things that, that are not going to cost you a lot that you can potentially use, um, that, that it's not going to like break the bank. Like, Oh man, I, I got this one 10 pound bag of cement. What am I going to do with it now? The world didn't end. It's like, well, you dude, you had the cement. So you, you know, you, you had some lumber, you, you could have built some sort of little shelter or something if you needed to, you know, whatever. Right? Yeah. But uh, just simple stuff like that, you know, um, because I do feel like the fiat currency is just completely collapsing and out of control what they're doing with, you know, printing money endlessly. And Biden's just like a drunk sailor, just fucking out of oh, control. He's talking about another $5 trillion or something I know. down the I know. road. Like, it's insane. Just- Keep handing it out, man. You know, keep the guy can't even the guy can't even take a pre-recorded question with pre-recorded response. He can't even do that. This is what I love, though, man. Honestly, Belushi, I love this shit right now because Biden is the biggest red pill out there that I ever thought could possibly happen. I never thought it would be like this. I don't think anybody did, obviously. I did. But but I'm I'm saying (laughs) with well, I'm saying with Biden being in right now, I thought he'd get in, but that. But yeah, what I'm yeah, saying is I, I was not expecting it to be this in your face. 
And I am seriously, man, like every day when I see this kind of shit happen, like when I yesterday I print, I, I did two little short clips of Biden, one of them saying, oh, God, do I miss him? Basically talking about Trump. And then he had another clip where he basically said, I don't think there's anything that I'm going to be able to do to help any everything. So he's basically saying he's not going to do much. I mean, it's just he, the things that he says and the way that he's saying them. If, if you're out there and you're a lefty and you're not paying attention to this, I don't know what the fuck's going to wake you up because this is pretty much in your face. They're telling you to your face. And if you can't see it, then you're just a dumbass. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I hear you. I want to give a special shout out to all the fam over on Twitch, man. I've been watching you guys. I appreciate your comments. Uh, I just haven't had a good opportunity to sneak some in there. Belushi, thanks for joining us today, brother. Call back more often, man. I want to talk to you more. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Had a great time. That's good talking Peace. to you, Belushi. Take care, yeah, brother. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right, you, bro. God bless. Yep, God bless you. Uh, always good stuff from from that dude. I, I definitely hope he calls back more often. I, I always uh, love when he uh, when I see him calling another. Oh, show. Anybody who's from Chicago too, man. I mean, come on, you know, you you got that connection, and we we had uh, some other connections. Neo, our buddy out there. I see Neo out there as well. She's our other buddy here in in Chicago. Uh, we gotta love having those people around us all the time yeah definitely and i see uh, i see uh texan and uh, aoc in the house sorry guys I, I see my brother floyd in the house and i'm i'm, I'm bumping you guys for floyd due diligence in the house go ahead and let me brother what's on your mind today bro there is floyd standifer aka due diligence if you can mute your mic uh you'll be ready to roll brother what's up shining on i see you out there brother gary how's everybody doing today there he is. What's going on, brother? It's good to meet you, man. Good to see you again. How you been, man? Wait, first and foremost, Semper Fi. God bless you, brother. I'm doing great. Um, about three hours, 40 minutes from now, I'm about ready to start smoking this 35-pound brisket. Oh, and nice. 35 pounds. You're going to got about 15, 20, 18 hours? 18 hours. I'm going to be live the whole time. Damn, Are don't get me. I'll tell you what, man. You want to do a little cook-off <laughs> Dude, challenge? Don't get me started. Abe is going to roll out there right now. I'll, I'll tell you, you what. Abe. You want to do some smoking? You want to do some challenges here? We can, we can have a little competition if you want. Oh, wanna... he was. <laughs> Why not? It worked in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> oh, man. I love See, smoking meat, dude. I love smoking meat. Oh, dude. It, it's literally speaking that's one of my passions me too dude but texas bears 77 oh my goodness i jumped in the chat and he was talking about pies all over the place i was like dang <laughs> then i told him straight out it's like for my birthday instead of having a birthday cake i have a marion berry pie he started bringing up the freaking mayor for maryland Talk about a switch up on total situations. I was like, what right? the Hello Kitty is this shit? Man, how's the show going, man? I know you've been staying busy. What's, uh, what's showtime? Love you. How's it going, man? Um, showtimes are still up in the air. Um, I'm trying to find a, a very solid time to go live, but it's, I mean, with all these greats, especially like you, it is so stinking hard to do so it, and not step on anybody's toes. But, um, I figured tonight was going to be one of the best nights simply because of what I got to do here. That thing, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and it's a gigantic monster. Nice. But, so you're going to go live tonight, then? Oh yeah, uh, I'm not going. I'm not going to kill the stream until that doggone brisket is done smoking. 
Nice. It's awesome. So I'll come hang ready? out with you, bro. I'll come I'll, after I get everything. We'll put it out. Yeah. So if anybody wants to come. Yeah, man, I'll come hang out with you. That's cool, man. So uh, what's your, uh, what do you do? Do you oh, inject yeah, by it? All by all means. What do you do uh, for prep? Do you, uh, do you. Uh, I do uh, have the ability. To... Oh, wait. That's part of the mix. <laughs> Soggy data. I can't, I cannot drink this stuff. I'm a, I'm a straight beer drinker. So the first brisket I ever did is where most of this bottle went. Damn. So you, you do inject it and then use that as a brazing too, or. Oh yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. I just, I'll be honest with you. This is like, whenever I do this type of stuff, my family hates it because we have so much leftovers. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I know. It's like they'll eat. I mean, I, I guarantee right about now, my family will probably be able to eat maybe 10 pounds of that. I'll eat five pounds on my own. They'll eat the rest. And man, then get, it's just like. Get you one of those hmm? food saver things, man. We that's we use the shit out of that. I, I'll cook a big ass uh, 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 ham for two of us. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll put half of it into that food saver and freeze it until for a few months. And then the other half we'll leave in for breakfasts and sandwiches and shit like that. I love that food saver thing. I think it's, it's a lifesaver, dude. I can move everything from our side fridge to the, to the or side freezer to the main freezer, rotate the food around. And I got plenty of spots for, uh, for good stuff like that. I got a couple ribs. I'm going to get out next weekend and get those rolling. I do them for about uh, four hours smoked and then two hours wrapped. So I get about six hours on my ribs, and they they come out amazing every time. Dude, he he really, I mean, I'm not just saying it. I'm not just blowing smoke, but he can fucking cook, dude. I am not lying. Uh, he he just like honestly, besides obviously being you know a meathead with a microphone in front of his head, <laughs> he is one of the best cooks out there. And I'm not just saying that because I'm his brother. But other people have said it too. He just he missed his calling. I like did. other than I, being a meathead with a microphone, he what? literally is needs to have his own like mobile cooking uh thing. And that would be like his life dream, I believe, set in stone right there. Yep. See, I was thinking the same thing because every single time somebody tastes my cooking, they just absolutely fall in love. Yeah. Right. So we got a challenge, we got a challenge right there. Yeah. Now at the same time, I'm gonna give somebody out there in the chat. If you really want to make some serious money, you better come up with a dim sum truck. Yeah. Because you'd have a couple hundred dollars from me every single day. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I would love to do it. I mean, there's just, here's the thing. There's just so much work involved with smoking. I can't imagine doing it every single day. So it would have to be, you know, I could do like side menu things for the normal time and then do like a <laughs> once a week or something. Dude, everybody out in chat absolutely hey, hates tell, us. Everybody in chat hates us right now, just so y'all know. <laughs> I mean, we went from talking about pies. You can see, like, you got Keep True out there. It's like, you guys are killing me. Suki's out there. She's like, y'all are killing me. Enough with this. Patrick I'm, Sir Dollar's out sorry, there. Guys. She's like, really, guys? Come on. I'm sorry, guys. That was my fault. <laughs> um, I'll take blame for the smoking situation, but <laughs> I cannot take blame for the pies. Although I do make a pretty epic... Uh, homemade apple pie, homemade pumpkin pie. Yeah, I got you right there, average Joe Patriot. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> there'll be a there'll be a time where I'll get a chance to cook. We'll we'll get a chance to play with some some smokers, man. I know that day will come, and I pr- I appreciate you very much, man. So, uh, you guys, do me a favor. Go check out Due Diligence. Uh, what platforms are you on, bro? Oh, 
I'm on Foxhole. I'm on uh, obviously Pilled on YouTube, which I'm about ready to get rid of because just no cake for Susan. Yeah, mm, dumb. I can't stand that bitch. Say She's a dumb bitch. You can say it. Oh, am I allowed to say? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I can't stand that dumb freaking bitch. There <laughs> you go. There you go. Get it out. It's Friday, Floyd. Get it out. Or if four one two is watching right now, that stupid fucking bitch needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do that. Oh, but, um, now you're all. I'm good. also on Twitch and D Live, and there's a couple other channels or a couple other platforms I'm looking at right now. Um, I think it was UGE Tube. You, I don't. Yeah, I that, I've seen that, that other one. the other kind of YouTube kickoffs. Yeah, all right, man. Well, I'll, I'll come. I'll come hang out with you tonight, man. God bless you, brother. All right, so here here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put out as I'm smoking that bad boy. I'll put out the link to my restream, so anybody wants to call in and have a chat and stuff like that while watching the smoking happen. By all means, please do because I'm gonna be up for the next 18 hours. I'll come I'm hang with you, bro. Me. I'll I'll see you tonight around 2 a.m. <laughs> You got it. I got you, brother. All right, take, gents. take care of yourself, man. Much love. Simplify. God bless take you. Take care, Semper brother. Fi. Take care, brother. Good to hear from you. That's awesome, man. Floyd and, I mean, the callers, I just absolutely love it. That was actually the first time I ever, ever talked to Floyd. I know you guys have probably chatted before, but uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see him around more in the future. Yeah, no doubt. I see uh, we got only about seven minutes left, and then poor AOC has been sitting around waiting this whole time. Sorry, brother. I want to get you in here and texting in here as well. AOC, what's up, man? Beautiful day over where you're at today. Oh, gorgeous day. I had to, you know, this is a perfect segue. First of all, my favorite pie is 31415926539. That's all I know. <laughs> I know somebody else out there said, I think it was Glenn. And I'm like, dude, Glenn, really? He's like, I like my woman's pie, which I was like, dude, Glenn, that's that. You're, you're my, like, you went from being like cool to being super cool. Like the guy's up there, you know, a little bit in age. And he's like, I don't know why you're all talking about this pie, that pie. Yeah, now you I just like outed him because he does that in chat and she doesn't get to have to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> now he did. Now she did. Oh, we only got a couple minutes, man. ALC, what's on your mind today, bro? Well, we were talking. It's a good segue from last time I called in. We were talking about shootings. And a buddy of mine's father was in was killed in that seat shooting, but he was working on a UFO disclosure film with Stephen Greer at the time. Hmm. And uh, so I had just moved in with this buddy of mine. He was in Avatar movie. So I just moved to LA and because of uh, he got invited to all these CE5 events by Stephen Greer out in the desert and he showed me video from that and before I knew it Steve Bassett was sleeping on the couch in the house where we were at and uh, and he'd never put on an event before but as it turns out four of us ended up producing this disclosure event in 2013 and i'm telling you disclosures already happened in 2013 i mean what else would it look like we had washington post and huffington post everybody reported on it rachel maddow even did a hit piece on it yeah, right. but 
what we learned was that the congressman there, and uh, specifically Senator Gravel, who read the Pentagon Papers onto the record to end the Vietnam War, right? He's, no, he's not a tinfoil hat guy. Uh, these guys were sick because they had no real belief in UFOs. And they went over this hearing like a normal session. But Senator Gravel said that they weren't read right into this shit. You know, the Congress wasn't read right into it. Hmm. And that if we found out that the entire nuclear defense system has been and can be shut down at the drop of a hat, right, by with some UFOs hovering over, then if this gets out there, they're going to have a hard time appropriating these slides. Hence the space right? force. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. So good stuff, man. Stuff I don't, I don't mean that, to, I don't want to cut you off, man. It's, it's definitely good stuff. Uh, only a couple minutes left. Texan, what's on your mind, brother? All right, man. I was specifically singled out about the pie thing, right? Gotcha. Yeah. When, yeah. He, when Texan bear asked the question, uh, I like, I like pot pies. I like fried pies. And I like Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> All Popeyes right, well, fried chicken. There you go. You hear that, Texas Bear 77? <laughs> now you got your list. Man, some Popeyes spice is tasty. You, you ever had a uh, – my grandma used to make these awesome, awesome freaking uh, uh, chocolate homemade fried pies. You ever had one? Mm-mm. A homemade fried pie? No. I guess it's a southern thing, man. Let me tell you, there ain't nothing like it. I mean, there ain't nothing like it. That's what somebody uh, was talking about—a cherry, uh, cherry, some kind of cherry pie with ice cream or something. That sounds like really good. Yeah, that does actually. Yeah, man, she she would make the sweet dough and she would fry and make this uh, a chocolate mix. And I mean, oh my god, oh my god, she'd fry it in a pan in an old cast iron pan, and it was an actual fried pie that would just knock your socks off, man. I I I love those things. But hey, the UFO thing you were talking about, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan throughout his whole life swore that he saw a UFO in California uh, back in either the forties or fifties. Wow. So, I didn't know that. He, he damn sure did. You can look that up. Uh, he talked about it for the rest of his life. He was not ashamed of it at all. He, he swears to God, he saw a UFO out there on the West coast. Hmm. Wouldn't surprise me. So that, yeah, he's not a conspiracy theorist. As far as I know, I mean, shit, Ron Reagan was a, was a hell of a man. Right. No doubt. j so, you there. Oh, hey, what's I got uh, you're kind of cutting out a little bit, but I got a minute or two for you. Go ahead. If you can, if you can hear me. Uh, nope. For some reason it is not working. J bell. She's got a slow connection or something. Yeah. Well, shit, we're up against the clock guys. Uh, appreciate you guys very much. Uh, any last thoughts AOC before I let you go, bro? Oh, just that, you know, believe what Dr. Edgar Mitchell says about UFOs. He's an astronaut. Believe what Gordon said before, you know, believe what these astronauts said about UFOs before they passed away. If you want to know about UFO disclosure. Uh, yeah, even presidents don't have a high enough clearance for a lot of that stuff. So are Good we stuff. ever really going to get it? Probably not. No, not for real. They'll just uh, they'll they'll tell us another false reality. Thank you, AOC. Much love, brother. Have a good weekend, man. Thanks, guys. Love you. Much love, AOC. Take care, brother. Texan, any last thoughts before I let you go, bro? No, not really. Y'all just have a good evening. Have a good weekend. God bless you, and I'll see you down the road. Appreciate you, man. Have a great weekend. Be safe.
Well, Joe, bam, another week done. Another two-hour show fly by, and uh, here we are. Um, regen- regeneration for the weekend, and then uh, uh, back to it next week, man. Pre- great shows this week. Great job this week. It's been awesome having you here for it. Oh, man, thanks so much. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, it's been just an amazing week, amazing guests. Uh, we had Mark We had Mark on Tuesday, right? Yeah, Mark on Tuesday. Then we had Joe Flynn on Wednesday. Um, you know, I know t- uh, Clarice from today as well, and then Michael Yawn yesterday. Uh, I, I was just – I couldn't sleep all week, honestly, man. This, this, this whole week of guests and this whole week of stuff that we've covered – has been just truly amazing. I'm not saying that because I'm sitting here. I just, it, it's just been great conversations. Um, everybody out there in chat, thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Just V and, and uh, cage farmer and everybody that's out there that watches. I really appreciate it. Um, unfortunately, Alara, I'm not going to change the name of the show to UFOs and pies, but, uh, <laughs> if you want to do that for your show, it's all you girl. Uh, but I will definitely hang out for that one. Um, other than that, um, uh, make sure uh, as Texas bear 77 was kind of alluding to make sure you guys step away for a little bit, you know, get away from the matrix, try to unwind, go bake a pie. Much love. Have a great weekend. Amen to that. God bless you all. Good stuff this week, Joe. Chris, Toria, um, Shell, and the others over there on uh, on Twitch, man. Appreciate you guys. I've been watch- watching closely. I'll definitely ask Texan about the mask at work next time. With that, I want to say much love, and God bless you all. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending time with us this week. I look forward to more with you next week. Have a great weekend, and just turn it all off and enjoy. God bless you all. Where we go one, we go all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.